Erev Tov, we are in the introduction of the Rambam to the Mishneh Torah on page Lamed Chet, 38. Last night we discussed the Navi Chavakuk. Tonight we're going to be discussing Tzifanya. Let's read together again, four lines down. V'chavakuk kibel minachum u'bedino. Chavakuk received his oral tradition from Nachum and his Betadin. And Tsefania received his oral tradition from Chavakuk and his Betadin. I think it's a reminder also that each one of these Nevi'im didn't only function as a Navi, but also functioned as an Avbedin, who had a Bedin going. And there's a difference between the office of Navi and the office of a Dayan. And it's not through their nevu'ah that they receive the oral transmission, but through their uh, scholarship of being chachamim. So let's discuss Tzavanya a little bit. Tzavanya Navim. And if you want to soon take out your Tanakh, if you have a Tanakh or Sepharia, and look up the Navi Tzavanya. I don't actually know how you pronounce his name in English. Tzavanya Navi is a unique personality. You know, let's look at the Navi first. So if you open up your Tanakh to the Navim, The book of Tzifania is on page 1396 in the Art Scroll, or just Tzifania, chapter 1. There are three chapters in the book of Tzifania, which is in front of us. I believe it comes out to some 52 or 56 pesukim altogether. Devar Adonai Shahaya Tzifania ben Kushi ben Gedalia ben Amaria ben Chizkiah bimei Yoshiahu ben Amon melech Yehuda. This is the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Tzifania the son of Kushi, the son of Gedaliah, the son of Amariah, the son of Chizkiah, in the days of Yoshiahu ben Amon. Yoshiahu is the king, he's the son of Amon, the king of Yehuda. What's unique about this pasuk? In person and on Zoom. What's unique about this, this pasuk here? Very good. Very good. By, by other Nevi'im, we don't find this kind of lineage here. Tzifania, Ben Kushi, Ben Gedalia, Ben Amaria. This reminds a little bit of who? Pinchas, Ben Nazar, Ben Aaron, Kohen. That's only three. This is four generations backwards. Our Chachamim, noting this unusual lineage mention, write in Masechet Megillah that Tzifania, Ben Kushi, Tzadik ben Tzadik. He's the example of a Tzadik, the son of a Tzadik. We mentioned earlier that really a father's name is mentioned when there's something to be mentioned about him. And Kushi was the father of Tzifania, and he must have been a righteous man himself. The Radak, 
Who's the Radak? No, Rabbi David? No, Radak, Radak. Kimchi, very good. Kimchi. The Radak writes that some say that this lineage is four generations to show you where does it stop? It stops at somebody. Who's the name that it stops by? Chizkiah. Who's Chizkiah? If it traces back Tzifaniah's lineage to Chizkiah, it comes to tell you not just something about Tzifaniah, but something about Chizkiah mentioned here. It's not just another Chizkiah in the marketplace. Rather, which Chizkiah is it? Chizkiah Melech. That's a suggestion here. Now, Radak says, and I don't have his language in front of me, but he writes, listen, it's not a fact. I can't prove to you that this Chizkiah, who's the grandfather of, uh, great-grandfather of Tzivaniah, is actually Chizkiah Melech, but it's, it's possible. It's entirely possible. He says, nonetheless, the fact that the Navi mentions four generations back goes to show you that he came from a very distinguished family. This is unlike when we mention about Micha. Do you remember what we say about Micha? What, is the, what lineage does the Navi give us from Micha? Nothing. Very good. Nothing. I mean, this comes to tell you that he comes from a very important family. Whether or not it's Chizkiah HaMelech, we don't have an answer to tell you. Nonetheless, he does come from an important family. The name Tzifaniah is from the root Tzadi Fei Nun, which means hidden. Tzifaniah is a type of name of... Uh, a a divine name. It's Tzifan. Yeah, HaKadosh Baruch name is there. The Gemara Masechet Tzvukah says that there were eight earthly princes. Nesichei Adam. Yishai, Shaul, Shemuel, Amos, Tzifaniah was one of those on the list. In the Seder Olam, and like many of the other Nevi'im we've discussed until today, there's no actual hints inside of the book of the Navi itself to tell us much about his life. Where did he live? Where did he come from? Uh, how, what years he lived in exactly? Which period he lived in? We're guessing based on different things. Seda Olam says, that he was prophesying right before the destruction of the Temple in Jerusalem. There's an interesting Psikta uh, Rabati and it mentions that Tsefaniah used to prophesy inside of the Badei Knesset. Inside of synagogues. It was, an, it was a Navi that went to the people to prophesy. We know that during the time of Yoshiah Melech, there were other Nevi'im. Who were the other Nevi'im that we had in the times of Yoshiah Melech? A famous one, very famous. Yirmiyahu. Yirmiyahu. And it says Yirmiyahu would go to Shvakim Varchovot. He would go out into public to prophecy. Tzifaniah would prophesy inside of the Beit Knesset. And there was one more Nevi'ah, not a Navi who was in this generation. I'm sure my mother knows the answer to this question. A Nevi'ah in the generation of Yirmiyahu. Very good, Chuldah. Chuda came to prophecy specifically to the woman. So it was a, it was a three-piece prophet situation going on here in the times of the Nevi'im. And Tzifaniah is the one who was mitnabeh, according to the Spesikta, he was mitnabeh inside of the Batei Knesiot. Let's look a little bit at what Tzifaniah says. What does he teach us? What are the things that we should learn from him? Tzifaniah...
Zephania again comes to say hard things, like most Nevi'im. Not easy things always. There are words of comfort, but also hard things. He talks about what will happen to those who do not follow in the path of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yesterday we mentioned a verse, Tzadik be'emunato yichye, which we said in modern Hebrew has been hijacked to mean everybody uh, live and let live, when exactly the opposite is true. Tzadik be'emunato yichye, meaning a tzadik, a person will live through their emunah. Based on the amount of emunah they have is the amount of life they're going to have. Their, their life is dependent on their connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tzifaniyah comes to continue this idea of Chavakuk. And he talks all about the people who've turned their back on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then nothing in the world is going to be able to save him. Like many of the other Nevi'im, he employs sarcasm. A lot of, uh, uh, you think that your money is going to save you, you think your gold is going to save you, it's not going to help you. In general, people think that the things they have are going to save them from who they are. But the Navi is coming to tell you that no matter what you have, who you are is what makes the difference. And who you are is a person who's turned your back on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And because of that, this is what will happen to a person at the end of time. The words are, are quite harsh. I don't want to read them now. But in Perek Bet, Sefania Navi begins to give us a roadmap. How do you get better? How do you become better? This pasuk, I say so often about where we live right now. And I'll explain to you in just a moment. The pasuk says, Perek Bet, Improve yourselves, improve each other, you nation without desire. What is a nation without desire? A nation without desire for what? Which type of person tries to improve themselves? A person who wants to. A person who believes that there's something to work towards. There's, there's greatness that we can build. We can do something if we improve ourselves and improve each other. We can accomplish something. And the Navi comes and says, listen, the first step of getting away from these doomsday prophecies is to improve yourself. Once you're done improving yourself, improve other people. But he says, what's the problem? What's holding people back from improving? Hagoy lo It's a nation that doesn't care. This is what we call apathy. Apathy. Rabbi Israel Moshe Chazan, we studied together in the summer. He mentioned what happens from religious fanaticism, the hypocrisy that comes out. Ultimately, what comes to fruition is people being apathetic to Torah mitzvot. I don't care so much. It's not that I'm against it. I'm not, that's already yesterday's fight. Today, I don't care. It's not part of my life. Who cares about HaKadosh Baruch Who cares about Torah mitzvot? Apathy. This midav, I don't think there's anything to work towards is exactly the reason why people don't improve, why people stay in the same place. I don't believe I can fix myself. I don't believe I can fix where I live. I don't believe I can fix society, so I just give up. I just ignore everything around me. This midah may work for someone's benefit in some places. I won't say that it's entirely negative. 
but it's not the best way to live a person's life. So I mentioned, I say this pasuk about here. San Diego for me is an example. I'm giving them Musa, I'm on camera, who cares? It's not like there's anyone left to like me. There is so much that can be done with what is here in San Diego. You're talking about a city with close to 100,000 Jews. What 100,000 Jews are? Much greater communities, mightier communities, were built with a quarter of that number. Shomay Toa Mitzvot. There are a lot of Shomay Toa Mitzvot in San Diego, from what I know. A lot of Rabbanim in San Diego, from what I know. How many, I'm speaking, I'm including ourselves in this category. How many have tried to make this better than what it is right now? The same school systems that were broken when I was a kid are still here. Nothing changed. If anything, they got worse. People complain about kosher food. So they go run to LA to go get kosher food. Why can't you have kosher food in a city which has 100,000 Jews? Betadin. For the amount of rabbis we have here, you could have 10 Betadin. Where is the Betadin? Where does somebody go? You know how many times this happens to me that someone says, Rabbi, I need to go to somebody else. I'm having business problems. I don't want to take them to court. I want to deal with this in front of a Betadin. It's the answer the San Diegans are born on. Go to LA. Everything is outsourced to LA. Giu, go to LA. Gitin, go to LA. Complicated questions in Kiddushin, go to LA. It's a city of people. There seems to be no desire to make anything better. People talk about young people don't stay here, young people don't live here, young people don't come back here. It's not accurate. I can tell you how many people I know, there are for sure people who didn't come back, who went away to yeshiva, went away to seminary, went away to college, went away whatever they went away for, and came back. To do what? To build what? Where? There's enough people. So what happens? The first thing that happens when you go up against an am lo nichsaf is when you start to do things, other people feel threatened by you. How dare you do things that nobody else has done before you? The first time we had a matzah bakery here in San Diego, the oven was not the hottest thing that we were dealing with then. How dare you bake your own matzot for Pesach? Can you imagine the controversy? Of all the things I do before Pesach, baking matzot shouldn't be one of them. Trader Joe's with no hechsheh, Costco, uh, 843 products, the kosher of a bit, that's uh, maybe uh, controversial. Baking your own matzot? Bedin. A bedin that does what? That doesn't take money? That doesn't look for money? That makes sure people are observant of Torah mitzvot? Somehow that's a problem. Because you live in a city of Am lo nichsaf. The only reason I'm giving this Musar in the first place is I'm talking to people who are doing things. And even some of us, we have our sights on, well, at a certain point we will outgrow what we have here. We have what we have, we'll outgrow it. It's easy to outgrow things. It's always easier to jump somewhere else, to go look for somewhere else, somewhere that has already something built. But why not try to do something here? 
Why not try to build something here? Uvda that it works. Uvda that people want it. It's a fact that people want it. You have to find the right people. Da'am that is ken yichsaf. That does desire. In Pasuk Gimel. Bakshuat Adonai kol anvei ha'aretz. Seek out, yearn for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you humble ones of the land. Asher mishpato pa'alo, bakshu tzedek, bakshu anava, ulay tesatru biyom af Adonai. All of you humble in the land who fulfilled the mitzvot of Hashem. Seek righteousness. Seek humility. Perhaps you will be concealed on the day of Hashem's anger. It's always going to be a few against the mighty, many. But those few are those who are going to be hiding under the wings of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Zam in the day of rage. Yoshev Beseter Elion, Betzel Shaddai. I'm sitting in the, in the shade of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's where we're hiding. How much room is there under the wings of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? I don't know. But as long as you make it there, you're good. Chavakuk is trying to get Jewish people to be conscious of the things that they do. To care. Don't be apathetic anymore. In Perek Gimel, Tzifaniyah Navi now has to deal with the Jewish people who didn't listen. Right before we get to Perek Gimel, we mentioned yesterday a few modern Hebrew phrases that come from the Nevi'im. Here's another one. If you look in Pasuk Tedvav, 15. Zot ha'ir ha'aliza ha'yoshevet avetach. This is the happy city that dwells in security. Ha'omerah bilvava ani v'afsi od. Who said in her heart, only I and beside me there is nothing. Echayta l'shama marbetz l'chaya kol over aleha yishrok yani ayedo. How did this city, which was so proud, so full of itself, now everybody walks by it whistling, waving its hand at it. They say that pride comes before the fall. That before people fail, normally arrogance comes first. To announce one's success, only to fail to brag to someone else about how much money we have, only to declare bankruptcy. To say that we're so great, and then it comes out that we're not that way. Only arrogant people show their pride, and then they fall afterwards. The city that tells the Kadosh Baruch we don't need you. Aniv Afsiyod, I only take care of myself. This city ultimately will become desolate. This sentence in Hebrew, Aniv Afsiyod, it's used in modern Hebrew, and it, it means normally similar to what it means here. And normally it's referring to a selfish person. Aniv Afsiyod, the type of people who, they, they only think about themselves. They only care about themselves. You live in a whole world of people who care about themselves. This week we lost a Talmud Chacham, who like I wrote to the public, I didn't know at all personally. 
Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, Alam Shalom. And I watched a TED talk of his that he gave. Probably you've seen it. In which he was discussing the problems that are facing humanity right now. He was a very eloquent man, an elegant person, a good spokesperson for HaKadosh Baruch Ustawah. Showed, showed what it looked like when a person was refined and full of knowledge and, and balance and character. And I say that as a person like who didn't know him personally. Rabbi Sachs said, if there are going to be anthropologists in the future, and they look back at this generation, they're going to see people who are obsessed with self-help books, self-help seminars. They take selfies on their cell phones. Everything is around the word self. The whole world revolves around myself. You live in a world where people fall on the street and nobody picks them up. You live in a world where people get raped, they get murdered, and other people are around taking pictures on their phones. Selfies. There's nobody else aside from me that matters. Nothing good will happen to a world that only cares about itself. People talk about putting our country first. Our country is all that matters. This God of nationalism is dangerous. It's the same nationalism that when Jewish people were dying in concentration camps, we cannot divert from the American war effort. Because our country comes first. What is a country? What comes first exactly? What's first is that you're a human being that belongs to this earth. Everything else comes second. Your responsibility to the world, and if you don't stand up for the world when you have the opportunity, what does he say? How did this great city become nothing? the same way every great selfish civilization in the world became nothing when it became too selfish. This is a problem the world is struggling with right now. Now, mamash, now. If we don't care, what does Mordechai, Mordechai tells Esther Malka, what does he tell her? She's afraid to go to the king. What does he tell her? Remember the words he says there? What's going to happen? The salvation of the Jewish people is going to come from somewhere else. HaKadosh Baruch Hu already decreed that good should happen. And Esther and her family, they'll be the ones who disappear. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to save people, he'll save them anyways. Your chance to survive is when you step up to the plate and stop being so selfish. And a selfish nation, says Mordechai, you don't have to be the one to save the world. But I'll find someone who will. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will find someone who will. And when you show that you don't feel the purpose that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put you on this earth for, then you'll be unnecessary anymore. You'll be dispensable. Nobody will need you anymore. It's the danger of becoming too nationalistic, too patriotic, too selfish, if we can use that word as a synonym to the first two. I care so much about Am Yisrael that I'm abhorred by the idea of giving tzedakah to people who are not Jewish. It sounds surprising to say. Do you know how many people I know who feel that way? What are you helping Goyim for? What do you mean helping Goyim? Would you say that about anything else in the world? 
What do you say? Does that make sense? Plug in different words in any context. Does it make sense? Am Yisrael came to the world because we're human beings first. Aniva, I've seen all different. The Jewish people developed this ideology of we're just here for ourselves. And two things. We shouldn't be surprised when the world will hate us for that. And the second is we shouldn't be surprised when the things that we were meant to bring to the world don't come to fruition. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu can bring out Zot Ha'ir Ha'adizah that happy city that once sat so securely is today no more. We don't want to be that. And we have to make sure that the God of selfishness that we sometimes worship doesn't carry on into our life. Let's read together happy words like we do at the end of every Navi. On page 1400, that's Pasuk Chapter 3, Pasuk 14. Sing, daughter of Zion, sound the trumpet, Am Yisrael. Rejoice with all your heart, the daughter of Yerushalayim. Hashem has removed your judgment. He's gotten rid of your enemies. The king of Am Yisrael, the Kadosh Baruch is in your midst. You'll never again fear evil. This pasuk is what I told Elchanan when he asked me who I vote for. I told him this pasuk. Not exactly in Hebrew, but this message. Melech Yisrael Adonai B'Kirbech. I'm voting for HaKadosh Baruch I want to be under the rule of only HaKadosh Baruch Right now I'm in Galut like you're in Galut. I want to live to a day where the judgment of Am Yisrael is gone, where the enemies of Am Yisrael are gone, both foreign and domestic. That day when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is king, it will be said to Yerushalayim, have no fear. Tzion, alirpu yadaich, Tzion, don't despair. Adonai, Elohaich, bikirbech, gibor, Yoshia. Hashem is in your midst, the great one who will save. Yasis alaich besimcha, yacharish bavato, yagil alaich berina. Hakadosh Buchu will rejoice over gladness. He'll be silent with his love. He'll be joyful over you with happy song. I will answer all of your needs. No, from those who are ma'anim you, all those who oppress you. How does our scroll translate this? Behold, at that time I will crush all those who afflict you. I will save the crippled, the castaway, I will make them for praise, a good name throughout the land of their shame. At that time I will bring you, and at that moment I will bring you together and gather you. I don't know what it means today. And I will bring you back together and you will be famous with a good name, and be praised among the nations of the world. When I return your captives, not after 120 years, 
not when you die, but in front of you, in your face, you will merit to see Jewish people returning back to Eretz This is the generation we live in right now. Today I was discussing with a dear friend a complicated topic. We discussed it once here in Kirat Shalashamayim. We had a shi'u on one of the Shabbatot of last year's summer, not this year, two years ago. Harav Uziel's question as to a democratic Jewish state of Israel. Could we have non-Jewish dayanim? I'm not talking about secular judges. Dayanim. On a Jewish betadin. Accepting testimony from non-Jewish witnesses who are citizens of a state of Israel. And Rav Uziel, though that's not his conclusion, starts off his essay saying, how could we possibly do to other people what they did to us for so many years? Rule over us, oppress us, and not give us a chance to represent ourselves. Not give us a chance to be involved in the judgment of ourselves. When I look around the Jewish world today and I say, how many of the Chachamim that we have are still preaching a Judaism that isn't centered around Anivav Siod? We're the only people who matter. How many Chachamim are left that are still calling out the call of Tzifaniyah to be involved in the world, to not be selfish, to be a glorious city because we bring judgment, good justice, that's the word, justice to the world. Am Yisrael will fulfill its, its true calling. And not only will we return back to Eretz Yisrael, but in the words of Abu Ziyan, when the Jewish people return home and the Jewish people are free, it is through that freedom of Am Yisrael that we will begin to liberate the whole world from all the shackles of oppression that they are suffering from right now in every shape, in every form, for every person, in every nation, in every corner of the world. That's our job. That's our task. The only reason we yearn for redemption is to be able to redeem the world with us. Bezant Hashem, I hope that we merit to live to see that day. Bezant Hashem.